You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pit, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, I'm Nick Fairby. I write for Pittsburgh Sports Now about Pitt. I work for WPTS Radio, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. All right, folks, a lot of good things coming out of that big win against Georgia Tech, 52-21, to obviously. We have a lot of things to discuss. But first and foremost, is Pitt really the favorite to win the ACC? It is according to ESPN's FPI. We'll break that down and more, what we can learn about the offense from that game, and more importantly as well, what about the defense only allowing 21 points? All that and more coming up on Locked on Pit. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast, and as always, Thank you for making Locked on Pit your first listen every day. Make sure to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a five-star review, all that good stuff. But I really want to jump in to the discussion today, man. A big win. Pittsburgh's buzzing right now. The ACC is still a mess. Who knows what's going on in the ACC. BC lost this week to Clemson. How good is Clemson now? You know, it's a crazy conference. Wake looks like they have a coasting schedule, essentially. They look good, and at least in terms of the standings, the schedule does not look bad for Wake Forest. A lot of things look good for Pitt. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. If you wanted to look at the other opponents Pitt has beaten, you know, Tennessee, ran it up on Mizzou. They lost to Western Michigan, obviously, but Western Michigan is now 4-1. and one. They beat San Jose State handily, and they beat Buffalo. Man, they're favored in the rest of their games in the MAG. They might be an 11-1 MAC champ, so we'll see is that how, how that kind of works out. But the most notable thing is now, after the entire chaos of what happened during that week, Pitt obviously gets their win, 52-21. And ESPN's FPI has Pitt 72.1% chance to win the KCC Coastal, a 443 percent chance to win the ACC that's the highest of any team right now Pitt is favored to win the ACC on odds that is unbelievable that is truly unbelievable and get this a 9.2 percent chance to make the college football playoff the computers currently have Pitt as the 10th best team in the country football power index loves them some Pitt football Man, that's crazy. Because I, I mean, listen, hate all, hate or love FPI as much as you will, or, or you hate it, or, or you love it. I've never seen Pitt this high. Pitt is a computer darling. Everything they have going into Pitt right now says Pitt should win nine or ten games. That's essentially what it's saying. It's not saying Pitt's going to run the table and go on eleven one, but the the expectation should be nine and three and up. I think it's reasonable too. I don't think that's a crazy expectation. But Pitt, are they really? I think the, the biggest thing, you know, other than the shocking almost 10% to make the college football playoff, I don't see that happening. 
you know, if it, if it even becomes a discussion, I'll discuss why I don't and why it's tough. But listen, basically, with the loss to Western Michigan, it's just going to be tough, period, right? But that's not really the discussion right now because, again, I don't think any Pitt fan has that expectation. You don't expect Pitt to be one of the best four teams in college football this year, period. I just don't think that's a realistic discussion to have at this juncture. They beat Georgia Tech. It's not like they beat everybody in the ACC and ran the table and they're ACC champs right now. Uh, it's, it's not that. But 44.3% chance to win the ACC and already a 72% chance to win the Coastal. And Pitt's now favored to win every single game that they have from here on out. 73% chance to beat Virginia Tech. 54% chance to beat Clemson. 79% chance to beat Miami. 89% chance to beat Duke. 72% chance to beat North Carolina. 83% chance to beat Virginia. 86% chance to beat Syracuse. That's how crazy this is right now. Pitt, at the moment, looks, quite frankly, like they should be in the driver's seat via the FBI. Now, there are a lot of things that FPI takes into consideration, obviously. Explosive plays, the offense, the explosive plays allowed, turnover, differential, scoring offense, and all that. But, man, they don't think the defense is as bad as, I guess, most would think it is. They love the offense for obvious reasons, as they should love the offense. But here's the question. So, with this in mind, you're the 10th best ranked team on the FPI. You're 29th in the coaches poll this week. I mean, what are realistic expectations? I don't think, listen, they're favored in the rest of the games. They're not, I'm sorry, I just don't see them winning the rest of the games. It's not just because they're pit. It's not just because of that. This team has legitimate warts that, that we will talk about, that we have to worry about coming forward as early as Blacksburg two weeks from now. We have to worry about these things in pit. I mean, it's it's not like it's a simple thing that you know is is all here we, we like yes 11 and 1 because the computer says so no Pitt is simply a team that has so much offensive talent so much offensive firepower they have such a good quarterback Kenny Pickett has the ability to make things happen against anyone they face in the defense if they play like they did yesterday we'll talk about this they can win games they they can they, they can help win games. I mean the defense played fine yesterday. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in depth. I don't want to, you know, dive too deep into that defense. But being real here, they do have legitimate warts to worry about. But the upside is clear. So your your realistic expectation of nine and three, completely reasonable. There, there's really no reason. Listen, it's not a tough, tough schedule. It's really not. There's no reason Pitt should lose more than two games on the schedule. Really. Like, 8-4 and four would be probably a disappointment to me. They should win. I mean, listen, they should beat Duke. They should beat Syracuse, for sure. Miami looks like a mess. They should beat them. They should probably beat Virginia. Virginia doesn't really have a defense. They got Brennan Armstrong, which is going to be an interesting matchup. But, listen, they should probably win that game. North Carolina, who knows? They have Sam Howell. Clemson's going to be a tough matchup because of the defense. And then always going to Blacksburg is a tough one. So, listen, they could lose two of these games. I could see that happening. But 9-3 is so realistic. It's such a realistic expectation. 10-2 is probably your hope. But man, man, oh man, the favorite to win the ACC seems lofty. It does. They have the best offense in the ACC. I understand that. 
I really do. But I don't know if I have confidence in, in Pat Narduzzi as a coach, as a game manager, as a as someone who needs to make situational decisions like that. I don't know if I trust him. I don't trust the defense enough yet to, to declare them to be ACC champs. I get the ACC's kind of reeling. But man, the computers really feel like they're setting pit fans up for a letdown. And I don't want to, you know, rain on people's parade. I'm just saying, man, we got to... It, uh, two weeks ago, everyone was calling for Narduzzi to be fired. That's that's how much this has shifted. The combo was shifted from Narduzzi being fired to now Pitt winning the ACC. It's a, it's a drastic shift in two weeks, but let's put it in some perspective. Pitt can win the ACC. They have all the talent to win the ACC. Maybe they even should win the ACC. Straight up, they have the best offense. And they have enough talent on defense to do it. It's all going to be about kind of coaching and how the personnel improves and how they figure everything out. It's a wild model, but man... This team, it, it, it can be a big season. It can be that breakout season. Even with that loss to Western Michigan, this can be a breakout season for Pitt moving forward. And it's a good thing to look at. All right, folks. I do want to talk about the offense and mainly Kenny Pickett. How good is this offense? But before we go and talk about the offense, I want to talk to you guys about prize picks. Because prize picks is daily fantasy made easy I love it, and I know you will, too. Prospects offers more college football props than anyone in the world right now. They have everything from the star players of the Power 5 to the under-the-radar group of five gems that you have never heard of. Anything from yardage, touchdowns, interceptions, anything you want, they probably have it. So guess what? All you have to do is deposit $100, and you'll get a 100% instant matchup from that deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. To get that 100% to match up to that instant deposit. You pick 2-5 to five players and an over-under on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. And guess what? You can even do a cross-sport, man. You can do a Mahomes bet and then a LeBron bet or a Jordan Addison bet. And then something with, again, a LeBron bet or something like that. You can do it. It's great. Prize picks is great. So don't hesitate Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Folks, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? The short answer they have access to the right kitchen tools. With Maiden's professional quality kit cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food right in the comfort of of their own home. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. So make in Maiden's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. Listen, they have fantastic stuff. Professional quality cookware. They produce the finest materials and they partner with renowned craftsmen to make the premium kitchen tools available directly to you with no markup. The products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. They have 40,000 five-star plus reviews and they are products used by some of the Michelin star rated get restaurants all around the world. So right now, Maiden is offering listeners 15% off on the first order with the, with the promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. Go into maidenware.com. MadeInCookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. 
Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, and again, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Let's get into this offense. Man. Wooey. <laughs> An unbelievable performance by this offense. I mean, spotting 42 points in the first half is so impressive. Really, they didn't need to do anything in the second half. They just ran the clock out well. They didn't need to do anything fancy. They did what they had to do. But the passing offense is so dominant. I mean, it's so purely dominant. And here's the thing. So, Georgia Tech had 10 tackles for losses in one sack. Okay. Havoc plays, only two. Only two Havoc plays. That's unbelievable. Pitt's total offensive EPA was 20.22 on this day. 0.23 EPA per play on early downs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Pitt's so explosive. 51 of their six... <laughs> Listen, this is crazy to me. 51% of their plays offensively were successful. That's absurd. Sorry, 39. That 39 of theirs. 17 on the ground, 22 passing. That's patently absurd. And there was a balance, actually, in this game. That was something that was really impressive to me. I didn't expect to see them have a very good balance in this game because, again, you would expect them just to run the football, to, to, pat, to run the football like sparingly, right? They didn't have to run the football. They never do have to run the football. But Kenny Pickett, 23 of 36, 389, four tutties, 191.3 rating. They ran the ball more than they passed it because they were so far ahead. But they ran the ball well. What can you say? They averaged 4.4 yards per carry, man. 41 for 181 and two touchdowns on the ground is good. That's a good day on the ground for this pit offense. It's what they need. And they're an efficient ground offense. You know, they will get stuffed here and there, and they won't break this big play. But what they do is they get the, the key stuff down. The four-minute offense, for example. They can run out the clock. They've shown it twice now. I think that's really key for this offense. The rush offense doesn't have to be great, but they got significant push up front on this day against Georgia Tech. I think Marcus Miner's been a great addition from Maryland. He's played really well at left guard. Drexel played well as well. Cradle looked good. I saw a few guys in the dirt. Gabe Hoy had a big slab on in pass pro. The offensive line played really, really well. That was key. But the rushing attack overall, it does what it needs to do, right? They slammed the door late. They did it against Tennessee. They did it plenty on this day as well. They really did shut that door. And they, they just turned out yards. Rodney Hammond had a few big runs. Izzy was very efficient as well, had a few key plays. But more importantly, when they get into, you know, those third and twos, second and ones, fourth and ones, they can run the football. That's the key thing to me. That's the real key thing to me. When they get into that short yardage, when they get into the red zone, when they get into those areas, they can run the football with success. That's the key thing. They're an efficient rushing attack. They can run the football when needed. That's all they need, and they can do it. So the rushing attack, pleasantly surprised. 
they played well, all things considered. All things considered, they were really solid. The passing offense doesn't need any introduction. Taysir Mack had a great game. He's had a nice few games this year. 5 for 121 and a touchdown. Addison continues his big, just a splurge of, of plays. 6 for 117 and a touchdown. A 47-yarder to go along with that. Unbelievable play for him. Kroll had another touchdown. I mean, this is a offense that is so good and, and churning so well. Kenny Pickett is literally the master of this offense, and he is just picking apart, slicing apart defenses at will. No one can stop this offense because of what Kenny Pickett does, and you pair that with an efficient rushing attack that knows what they need to do and knows how to do it and when to do it, and you, my friends, have one of the best offenses in the nation and right now the top-scoring offense in the nation. 52.4 points per game for Pitt this year. That's the most right now in the NCAA. It's impressive. It really is impressive. And they had, listen, explosive plays, if you will. Georgia Tech came into the game over the last two games against, you know, those UNC is a really good team. They have a very good explosive play rate as well, UNC does. Pitt had nine explosive plays against Georgia Tech. That's more than they gave up all season combined coming into this game. That defense was a good one that they faced. And Kenny Pickett himself was phenomenal. He had 14% win probability at it alone. 14%! It's unbelievable as a quarterback. It's great to see that. It really is great to see that. He played so well. He was a phenomenal player. He's a true, true, true ACC player of the year candidate. And as Pat Narduzzi called out Heisman, I want to discuss that in depth a little bit later this week. Is Kenny Pickett's Heisman hopes legit? We'll see, but man, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and he has certainly been the best quarterback in the ACC this season. All right, I want to talk about this defense, but before I do that, I want to shout out BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com, healthy and delicious. They have nine flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's a little bit of flavor for everybody and anybody, and if you haven't tried the flavors, you can get a mixed box with two of each of the nine flavors. So not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they are healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, just five, just four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, and they're all healthy. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, again, that's the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit Podcast. Let's talk about this defense, a very interesting defense, I think, allowing 415 total yards offensively. Jeff Sims did carve them up in some way, 342 yards through the air. Pitt, however, does get 10 tackles for loss. It's only two sacks, but a lot of pressures on the day. 
10 pressures from this team, only three QB hits, but again, they were making Jeff Sims feel them. That was definitely something that Pitt did uh, pretty well throughout the game. You know, Pitt overall, the defense, man, it has some issues. There's no doubt about it. It's not a perfect defense, right? But there were good signs. And I think the biggest sign was the, the challenge of Randy Bates, right? Randy Bates said, hey, man, we got to get a lot of turnovers moving forward. That was the challenge after the Western Michigan game. Can we force turnovers and give our offense the football back? Because we know what Kenny can do. We know what that offense can do. Can we play complimentary football, give the ball back to our offense, or heck, even produce scoring ourselves? Pitt did that. Four forced turnovers. Four. Two fumbles. Two picks. They won the turnover margin by four to nothing. That, folks, is complimentary football. And plus, that doesn't even count the fourth down stops they had. That does not even count that. But obviously, obviously, the start of the game was perfect for this defense. Cam Bright's pick, and then John Patrician's pick six. Man, key moments of the game. Getting Kenny Pickett, you know, they get an opening drive, but they get stopped. They have to punt. That was a little bit of a bummer for the offense. Picking them up right after that. Picking up your secondary that had guys open. Desilene Alexander with the great bat on the ball. Then Baldonado coming off the edge on the rush. And then Patrician gets the pick six. Everything went well for this pit defense early. Now there were issues. Yes, they allowed an explosive play. That's okay. You can allow some explosive plays. But when it counted the most, they didn't allow them. When they got up big, they backed off. They played a little softer. That was key. That was the most important thing, actually, for this team. It really was. And, I mean, listen. Just look at this. Georgia Tech's drive chart. <laughs> it's not exactly... It's not charming. First two drives, INT, INT, touchdown. But they give up the big touchdown. And how do they respond? Three, three, and outs. That's called resiliency on defense to me. That's resiliency, and it's good. This Again, Jeff Sims carved up that North Carolina defense a week ago. Pitt stood tall against him. The 3-3 three, three and outs are good. Okay, then they get a quick 148 time position. Touchdown, 66 yards in only six plays. That's a bit of a bummer. But then you get two straight turnovers on downs. That's always good. Well, It's a missed field goal. Then you get a touchdown given up. They punt turnover on downs. Pitt's defense played good complimentary football. I don't think they were perfect. I think there's a lot of things to work on. I'll talk about what they can work on. I'll talk about more adjustments later in the week. But the overall point of this is the defense played complimentary football. They made up big stops when they needed to. They forced turnovers. Everything was big for this Pitt team. They needed that. They needed that type of game. Forcing turnovers is what this defense hasn't done well. They did in this game. And let's not undermine that. Habakkuk Baldonado had a big game. Two quarterback hits. He was everywhere. 
He, he really felt like he was everywhere. It felt like the defensive back struggled a little bit. I didn't love the defensive back play. But again, they didn't need to do a crazy amount. They kept the guys in front of them. But we'll talk about this. I think the biggest concern right now with this defense is the missed tackles, especially in the secondary. I don't think they tackled well. Jameer Gibbs is a special, talented football player. But, man, they did not tackle well in that secondary at all on this game. I mean, it was an issue. It's been an issue. It's a worrying issue. I'll say that. Kind of showed up first in the Tennessee game. Then we saw it against Western Michigan. We didn't see it against New Hampshire because it's New Hampshire, but we saw it again against Georgia Tech. So this is an issue for Pitt. Can't be allowed in explosive plays because you're missing tackles. But, again, they played complimentary football. I'm not going to call it a great game by them, but it was a good game. Four forced turnovers. They stood tall when they needed to, and they gave the offense the keys to the driver's seat. They put them in the driver's seat. That's all you need to do if you're Pitt against an ACC team. They know they have the better offense. They know they have the quarterback. Just don't get into a shootout like you did against Western Michigan. Get a few stops that you need to come up clutch. They did that. I think the complimentary football is the type of stuff that this defense needs to do moving forward. And it's really key to them winning more and more games. Beating some of those top teams. The UNC's of the world. The Clemson's. The Miami's. The Virginia's. They're just going to need a few key stops. A turnover here or there because we know pick and score in bunches and at will. That's the key thing for this pit defense going forward. Can they force more turnovers, and can they get the key stops when they need them? All right, folks, again, thanks for making Locked on Pit your first listen every day. Tomorrow I want to discuss that Kenny Pickett Heisman train. Is it legitimate? And I also want to break down those missed tackles a little bit further to see what the issue is, how they can fix it, and the plan moving forward before they go to Blacksburg two weeks from now. Now, folks, I want you to make Locked On ACC your second listen. You can get all of your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes with ACC expert Candace Cooper. Free and available on all platforms. Make sure to check out Locked On ACC. All right, folks, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.